everything else that you're going to say remember that okay i will okay hello and welcome to love drunk i'm your host charlotte rose wow y'all we have an extra special guest on tonight i didn't i really didn't know that this was ever gonna happen i am very excited um i'll explain kind of the irony of the situation to you guys later but my very special guest is my mother (laughs) My mama, Angelique York, is here on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin. That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you would like to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast, please. That's all I ask of you. Mom, what are we drinking? We are drinking Caterina, mm-hmm. which is the national drink of Brazil. And it's, it goes down surprisingly smooth, let me tell you. It does, because there's nothing in it but, well, alcohol. Alcohol, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it is, uh, yeah, I expect it to be a little harder to drink, but it is actually very smooth, very sweet, and delicious. It mm-hmm. is cachaza. It's a sugarcane alcohol, mm-hmm. and it is brown sugar and mottled lime, and that is all. So and I is, sure did muddle those limes, didn't you I? You did muddle those limes. And when uh, I made our second drink, Mom took the sticker off of one of the limes because I hadn't taken it off the last lime. And I said, Mom, the flavor, the flavor, it's not going to be the same. And she said, yeah, well, I mean, you didn't even wash these limes before you put them all up in my drink. All the grubby Trader Joe's people <laughs> were touching them and all that. But I said that the alcohol would, would kill all the germs. We went to BevMo to pick this up. and And it took three different people to to find it yes and only one of them knew how to pronounce it it was very funny it was wonderful and we showed it to one person and he was like i'm not sure and then someone else popped up and goes what is it and they looked and they're like oh i don't know and then finally a third person popped it it was almost comical i would love to write that into a script one day it was pretty funny but i did drink these when i was in rio de janeiro and they were delicious it's not something that you order all the time here but um Fortunately, we were able to find the right alcohol and mm-hmm. create the drink. So I'm very, very happy. Yay. So earlier I talked about the irony of mom being on the podcast. And that is because my mother is not allowed to listen to my podcast. <laughs> She's not allowed. And listen, this isn't like some call her daddy level, like gross, like icky, bad, you know, talking about sex all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I am the baby of the family. And the whole point of the podcast is to talk about love, dating, sex, and relationships in the modern era. So it didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't tell you you weren't allowed to listen to the podcast. I just said. I think that's something we just generally agreed on, that uh I would not listen to the podcast. And I certainly never thought you would ask me to be a guest. Well, yeah, but this is the episode that you get to listen to. Yay! Yay! You get to listen to this episode. So, yeah, credit actually goes to Natalie Patton for recommending that I invite you on the the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But 
I thought it would be, I totally agreed. I thought it would be very interesting. I, you are not a drinker. You don't drink. I'm not. I do not drink. That's just, just a personal choice. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. I just choose not to. Yeah. So you don't drink. And that was another funny thing. It's really, uh, Caprahina? Yeah. Yes, I did it. Uh, that was something, that was one of the few, I remember you came to visit me a few years ago while I was working at a restaurant and I took you to said restaurant and I was very surprised that you ordered a cocktail and you said I had it when I went to Rio de Janeiro and it was so good and I want to try it and you drank about half of it and then you were, you were, you were a little tipsy. I was unable to drink the rest of it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Unable to drink the rest of it. You had me, um... You and me take your credit card and do the tip and the math and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I definitely, I don't do math in my head really well anyway, and after drink, definitely not. Mm-hmm. So, just thought, leave the finances to someone who can handle them. Yeah, and so I thought that I could bribe you with this drink, and then you would come and be on my podcast, and apparently I was correct. You were correct? Ha ha ha. I agree. Ha ha ha, I win. <laughs> we're not going to talk about anything gross. It's going to be fine. Yeah, we do have a requirement, and that is that we do not talk about sex. We, Sorry, we don't have do to. It. We're not going to. It's okay. I I like that we draw boundaries in our in our mother daughter relationship. I like that we're not best friends. Yeah, I like that too. I still want you to be my baby. Yeah, and I am, and I always will be. But you know, now I have a podcast where I get drunk and talk about stuff with people. Yeah. Because well, I'm also an adult woman. <laughs> you are a fully adult woman, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to talk about anything you want with anyone you want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just choose your topics. Yeah, John Mulaney has that joke where it's like, people are like, my mom's my best friend. And I go, oh, is she a really bad mom? <laughs> and I always agreed with that. I didn't really get, like, when I was in high school, and there would be people who would just openly talk to their parents about, like, you know, going out and getting drunk and, you know. And I just, like... I don't know. Even if you suspected that I did bad things, I just didn't want bad things, quote unquote. But, you know, even if you suspected things, I don't want to, like, tell you any of that. And not no, because... No, no, no. I think it's perfectly fine to, to lie and hide things. I really do. <laughs> there are certain things that you can lie that's, and hide. That's part of the parent-child relationship. We don't have to tell everybody everything. Except Stephen has to tell us why he got kicked off the school bus. Yeah, I'm still mystified by that, that he does not remember it. And I quite remember and I told him because I remember that because Stephen I Stephen is my older brother by the way who got kicked off the school bus for six weeks and I don't really recall why but I do know it was six weeks and I made him do chores for his sisters because the time that I spent driving to take him to school and come home or pick him up from school and come home was time that I should have been spending with his sisters and because he took their time he was required to do their chores for them for oh that God. length of time. So, oh my goodness! About an hour a day, he had to do stuff for his sisters. I don't remember him doing shit for me. He did. Okay. Well, he did. I do remember that part, but I don't remember why he got kicked off the school bus. I don't know. He did build my um, my mousetrap car when I was in, in my sophomore year of high school. I mm-hmm. didn't do shit on that. He built the whole thing for me. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I used to get so anxious doing physics. I would, like, scratch up my arms. I would just be, it made me so, I couldn't do it. Scared me so much. I was in the physics club, too. You were. I, I remember that. You, had, you even had the t-shirt. I had the t-shirt to prove it. I was in the physics club. Um, it was one of those things where, because I was in physics, like, a year earlier, because I, our grade was the last to choose, mm-hmm. and I had heard from Chris that, uh, my sister Christine, that 
physics was so hard and I was like oh I should get that out of the way first so I did it my sophomore year and there were only like six people in my physics class so technically or chemistry right yeah it was physics or chemistry and I had to choose which one I did first Mm -hmm. and I picked physics and then my chemistry class junior year when everyone else was doing physics my chemistry class was all of those small physics class and there were maybe like I don't know 15 kids in it total but because of that, it was technically considered, on my transcript, it was considered AP Physics. Awesome. AP Physics. <laughs> AP Physics. My brilliant daughter. Uh-huh. Oh, I did cheat on my final, so. Whatever. Like I said, you don't have to tell everybody everything. That's Well, I'm not going to tell you everything. I am going to tell you that I cheated on my physics final and okay. that Stephen built the mousetrap car for me. Well, that's fun. I do remember him building that car for you, though. He did. He, I had no idea how it worked. He can occasionally pull it out. He can. You know? He sure can occasionally but enough about enough about our enough about our family enough about my siblings uh I do have I do have a question for you and I already know the answer to this question but I'm still gonna ask you about it anyway okay um and the question is Angelique York do you believe in love yes I believe in love are you kidding me absolutely I'm all about love what if you were like no what if you're like actually well, hard pass on that no really short podcast were you like your dad? Eh, he was fine. Mm, he was okay. Right. Whatever. That's all right. What do you think daddy would think of the podcast? I think daddy would love the podcast and he would probably listen to every episode. And then he would want to tell me about it and I'd say, no, no, I don't want to hear it. Would he tell me that he listened to every episode? I don't think he would. Uh, probably not. He would, he would probably be happy with that little, that little recording thing that you do. But... But he probably wouldn't tell you that he listened to every episode and how proud he was of you. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Even when I say nasty things. Not nasty, but you know. Okay, but when I don't I, know what you say. When I well when I when I curse and when I oh, well, when I whatever. say when I say nasty things about people and I mean I don't. I actually I'm trying to re- <laughs> It's honestly the sex thing. It's the sex okay, thing that I don't. Okay, the sex thing. Well, I don't know if he'd listen to that or not. He he might not. He might get embarrassed by that. But he wouldn't tell me to take that shit off the internet. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would. He would allow you to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love. Have you always believed in love? Have you I've always, always been? believed in love. Were I, you a romantic growing up? I was crazy romantic. I told you my favorite composer. I mean, when everybody was loving the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all that, I loved Paul Williams. <laughs> I was just, if I could have found a Paul Williams t-shirt, I would have thought that would have been the coolest thing in the world. But, you know, that didn't exist because it was all, no. Well, now I know what to get you for your birthday. Well, if you can find one, good luck. I'll try to find a Paul Williams t-shirt. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he wrote, we were just talking about how he he wrote the Love Boat theme, which is, yeah, quintessential 70s -hmm. romantic, Um, but also the Rainbow Connection, you know, Kermit. Oh, sitting man. in that, sitting in the swamp, playing his guitar. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a guitar. It was a banjo. It was a banjo. His banjo, playing his banjo, on the log, and you know that was really high tech. You know, re- front playing a banjo. Front playing a banjo. That was pretty crazy high tech stuff in a movie back then. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. I know you guys think that stuff is weird now, but at the time, I think it's like, very sweet. How is that? He's singing and he's playing a banjo. It's very cool. That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that you told me a story once about how you had a boyfriend who rode his bike down the PCH to see you. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He, uh, My best friend, Becky, uh, moved to Huntington Beach. We lived on Long Beach, and her family moved to Huntington Beach. And I met this guy, 
And wait, how he, old were you? You were in middle school, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we called it junior high, but okay. yeah, it was middle school. Mm-hmm. So it was probably seventh grade, eighth, maybe eighth grade when I met him. And all summer, he rode his bicycle from a Huntington Beach to Long Beach. And so it was like Warner to PCH and then PCH all the way to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, PCH, that's busy. Yeah. Busy highway. I mean, it's a highway. I mean, even like... I'm not even trying to say, like, oh, back then, like, it was so long ago. But, I mean, even then, that was a lot of, that, I'm assuming there were plenty of cars on the road. It was a long ride and plenty of traffic. But, yeah, he did it every day, all summer long, except for the two weeks that I had to work at my parents' restaurant in Los Angeles, which I hated. And, you know, being a teenager, there wasn't such a thing as angst back then, but, yeah, it was angst. Ah. And I was not happy to be working, and my parents weren't paying me. I, I got tips for waiting tables, but I did not get paid for that work That's that I did for two weeks, and I was absolutely miserable because I just wanted to be with my boyfriend. But that was one of the things that, you know, it ended at the end of summer. Uh-huh. But how dedicated that he would ride his bike from Huntington Beach to Long Beach. How did, okay, so you're saying it ended, like, end of summer. Mm-hmm. So it's a summer romance. Summer romance. Do you, do you establish that? Do you say, like... Now we're going back to school. Goodbye. Like, what do you, how did it end? Okay, you're asking me about something that happened in like eighth grade. I really don't remember exactly how it ended. But yeah, it was one of those things where it was, you know, during the summer, he had time to ride his bike all the way to Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And by the end of summer, there was school and all that. And I think we just didn't have time to get together. And that was that. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, I always thought that that was so funny, like summer flings. So I don't know. I mean, you you were you were there. I didn't date in high school. I mean, I had crushes on people, mm-hmm. and I I that was pretty much it. I had crushes on people. Um, <laughs> I became well, obsessed with people. What? Well, I was gonna say I didn't date either. I mean, I had that boyfriend mm-hmm. all summer, and then well, I want to say that was like the summer between seventh and eighth grade. And then eighth grade, I had a boyfriend. And then ninth grade, I had a different boyfriend. And he was ninth through 10th, 11th, 12th. So ninth through the 10th. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, ninth, 10th, and half of 11th. And then I met Daddy our senior year. So that was you just it. said that you didn't date in high school, but you had I boyfriends. Didn't, I had a boyfriend, you ha- but I didn't date. I didn't go out with different people. I never actually went out on a date. I just never I- went out with anyone, and I had no boyfriends, and I didn't go out with anyone. I had a crush on, I think, people. oh, I, I had a crush on people. I had usually, <laughs> well, I was going to, usually on the podcast, we use code names, but I forgot. I was going to say, forgot- we don't, we're not going to say names, right? Well, yeah, no, okay. it's, um. so I call him Kyle, but Kyle, oh. my first kiss, and but we didn't like go. We hung out in groups, and we like yeah. you know would go off and like make out and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know we didn't we didn't go on dates. And then he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm not looking for a relationship." And then he started dating a different girl, and I was like, "Well, screw you." But it's I'll all screw good. You. I mean, I'm fine now. But you know, at the time, it was like I was so heartbroken and yeah. everything, and. I was like, "When is when is that you know dude with with swoopy hair and." you know, my perfect guy, when's he going to transfer into my English class? Or, mm-hmm. you know, every, oh my gosh, first day of school, every year, I'd look around all my classes and be like, cute boy, cute boy, cute boy. 
no one I didn't I I did not my first boyfriend boyfriend like you are my boyfriend and I am mm-hmm. your girlfriend was ex-barfriend my most previous relationship I was like 26 really yeah really wow really really I was in I had involvements yeah I had situationships oh <laughs> you know but I never there was never a time where someone was like I'm your boyfriend and you are my girlfriend I would say like oh the guy I'm seeing the guy I'm dating the guy I'm you know whatever oh. I would never say my boyfriend I've had two boyfriends in my whole life I'm 28 years old. It'll happen, folks. It'll happen. Hold out hope. Well, okay. Keep so hope I alive. Have, like three boyfriends. Well, yeah, but you stopped dating because you married. You married well, the I one. Well, because I married you one. Got married. I d- okay. Yeah, there was that. Okay, so there. I'm was, not trying to be mean. I'm was, just. It just makes that, me laugh. Okay, I mean, real boyfriends was a Huntington Beach boyfriend, and then there was the one after that who um, I saw him. I was out riding. Riding bicycles, because that's what we did back then. Mm-hmm. I was riding bicycles with a friend, mm-hmm. and I saw him riding bicycles with his ex-girlfriend, <gasps> and I knew then that it was over. Oh, my gosh. Did you confront him, or did you just ghost him? I said, hey, can you introduce me to your blonde friend? And he said, okay, and he introduced me to his blonde friend, and that was a two-and-a-half-year relationship over junior high and high school. That was that was my best that was my best diss. Oh was, my god! You guys riding your bike out with your ex girlfriend. Okay, well introduce me to your blonde friend, and he did, and that worked out really well for two and a half years. And you know, at that age, two and a half years is like forever. Right. Forever. I know about the, I know about the guy you dated before daddy, but I don't think I know that's, about the. That's that one. That was that one. That's the blonde one. Why did I not know he was blonde? I don't know. He was blonde. He had beautiful blue eyes. And he yeah. had that, you know, surfer, surfer he hair. He did. He did have the surfer hair. surfer hair. And wasn't it, like, because there was a yearbook picture of yes. you two kissing. We were kissing. We were at the the marriage booth. We were at the wedding booth. And we were kissing. And so I used to use the back of his head and, like, the front of my head. And you're kissing. Yes. Was that the same year you and Daddy got together? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so he was... So daddy was not thrilled that that picture was in the yearbook. Well, you know, it was there. What it was there. Do? What are you going to do about it? You weren't on your book. He wasn't on your book. Yeah. Maybe you should have done your book instead of student government then. There you go. And Dad. You could have made the choice. But and you no. could have made the choice, but. There I was. Um. Yeah, so there was the blonde one, and that was two and a half years. That was a long time. And mm-hmm. then and then I met daddy, and the rest is history. Oh, my gosh. Did you think when you were dating, I mean, I know his name, so I'll come up with a code name for him. And this is actually a joke from a long time ago, but his code name will be Alfred. Um, <laughs> I don't remember why, but I, I Because that's what that. I thought his name was when I was younger. Oh, I know why. Okay. Because I said, because I said, um, I said, yeah, your, your ex-boyfriend, um, 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 Alfred. And dad thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. Because obviously no one knows his, no one will know his real name, but we know. And it's a funny, it's a pretty funny it's joke. It's a funny story. It's a funny okay. story. Uh, <laughs> if you ever see me on the street, you can ask me and I'll, I'll explain it to you. But I won't do it on the podcast. But when you were dating Alfred, did you think that he was like the one and you were going to have blonde surfer children? And... Yeah. Oh yeah. Blonde hair and blue eyes. He was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he was smart. And yeah, he was definitely the one. Which is kind of, you know, when you're in ninth grade, like, thinking this is the one is kind of mm-hmm. weird. And I don't know where I got that idea. I mean, I can't say that I, like, read a lot of 
romance literature mm-hmm. or listen to romantic songs. Or I don't know why I felt that. I just felt like he was the right fit. And I couldn't imagine ever being with anybody else. And then... Surprise. 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 Yeah, there was that. <laughs> and then he just, like... What was... How did it... He... Well, okay, so then it was... It was my 16th birthday, mm-hmm. I think. I want to say it was my 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. And we went out to dinner. And... Was it my 16th birthday? Maybe it was my 17th. Anyway, we went out to dinner. It must have been your 17th birthday. It must have been 17th. I must have. I was 16th, but I was driving, so yeah. it must have been 17th. Um, and we went out to dinner, and we had a really nice dinner, and everything was great. And he gave me this teddy bear. That's that's another story. Okay. Um, but he gave me this big teddy bear. It was gigantic. Okay. And we went out to dinner, and everything was great. And then I took him home, and I went home. And then the next weekend, we went out like we normally did. And then at the end of the date, he was like, um, okay, so I think this is probably our last date. I'm breaking up with you. And I just went, what? I don't understand. Will you, you know, because nothing, no signs, nothing coming. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm breaking up with you. Like, well, what about that teddy bear? He said, well, I didn't want to break up with you on your birthday. Oh, my gosh. And I was just, I was absolutely devastated. I was just devastated. And I just, like, cried all the way into my room, I threw myself on my bed, and I was crying, and I was just, I was just completely devastated. Oh my god! Because I had no idea that that this was coming or that this was going to happen. Absolutely blindsided. And then I had this humongous teddy bear. Like, oh, well, what the hell am I going to do with this now that I have this gigantic Burn teddy it. bear? I should have. I should have. What'd you do? Did you just throw it away? I threw it in the trash. I threw it in the trash. Oh my god! It went out in the trash can. How did, so how long did that take to, like, get over? Like, what did you do? Did you write in your journal? Did you bike? Did you, what did you do? I, I was just devastated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I just cried, like, all that time oh. for, for, like, I don't know, a month or so. And that was, like, October, because um, that was my birthday. It was the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. And then I was, this was my senior year of high school, and mm-hmm. we had this class that was called Symposium. And it was four teachers who taught two periods of classes. And you could choose, it was like every four weeks they taught a different subject. And you could choose which of the subjects you wanted to take. Oh, that's cool. Within those two hours. Yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. High school should do that now again. They should. It was a super cool idea. And it really allowed, if you were creative in a particular way, you could take a particular class and study uh, theater, ancient theater, music, you know, whatever you wanted to study, the teachers would kind of put together mm-hmm. these classes for you. And it was really a way for the super creative, of course, super intelligent class. Uh, the, the, the mom's I a mean, member of Mensa, not to brag. She's yeah, the you, smartest I mean, person in any room. You had to, you had to qualify for this class, but, um, yeah, it was a, a senior honors class that you got to take, and it was just really a, a cool thing to be able to do. But anyway, one of the first things we do is kind of getting to know you because the class was so broken up with people taking the different classes. Mm-hmm. We did this getting to know you picnic, and so all the girls, sorry guys, this is kind of sexist, but all the girls made lunches, and then the guys bit on them and bought them. Mm-hmm. So we went over to the park that was across the street from the school, and we just kind of had activities and had fun and there was this group of guys that came over and asked our group of girls hey do you want to play football with us and we said yeah sure why not and we played touch football with the guys and then 
at lunch, one of the guys bought my lunch. And yes, that was your daddy. That was my father. <laughs> how I met your father. How I met your father. That's the story of how I met your father. He, he saw me and was interested. And so he got his buddies and said, hey, let's go get those girls. Get him to play football with us. Wait, so it was his idea to go it over there? It was his idea <gasps> to go over and get get our group of girls over playing touch football. Seriously, me? Football? No. Yeah. No, no sports, no football, no. But yeah, that guy's kind of cute. And at the time, he had curly hair. I will divulge it. It was a perm. It was a perm. It was a perm. It was the 80s. No, it was the late 70s. Um, But he had a perm. And I thought he was cute. And so, yeah, let's play football. And by the way, I do still have that football. It is in our garage right now. It's that red That's the, it's that, that wait, that's the football? That is the football. So I knew, I used to ask you guys about these stories because obviously growing up, like I was a huge romantic and, you know, just like knight in shining armor and, and all of that. Like one day you just, one day you just meet someone and like, that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I used to, I used to ask you these questions and like, you know, mm-hmm. you used to tell these stories, but I feel like I'm still getting little bits and pieces and details because I knew about the lunch, mm-hmm. but I didn't know about the touch football. And I didn't know that that was the football because I've seen that football. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the football. That's so, and daddy saved it, right? Because. Because daddy saved everything. Because daddy saved everything. Um, <laughs> of course, he, well, have you noticed the flower that is in um, that little case? Over here? Yeah. Yeah, I have noticed that. That was the, that was one of the flowers that Casey brought me on our first date. Aww. On our, on our first non-socially distant date, Mm -hmm. because again, I'd mentioned it in the podcast, our, our first date was a three hour Zoom call because, you know, love in the time of Corona. Yeah. Um, so by the end of it, I said, would you be comfortable meeting in the park for our next date? And he goes, oh, you're assuming we're going to have a next date. And I said- well, yeah, I think it went pretty well. And he goes, yeah, I think so too. So we, uh, so we planned for the park date and that was a socially distant park date. And we were six feet apart and we were on our own separate blankets and we chatted in the park. He wore his flamingo shirt that I showed you a picture of. Uh, and then, and then our first non-socially distant date, I didn't get my results back because I was, it was a Friday night and I was going to go over to his place and watch a movie, but he wanted to, we both had to take COVID tests first and he got his negative test result back mm-hmm. like on Thursday evening and I didn't get mine until like 6 p.m. on Friday and the plan had been to go over there at 6 p.m. to watch a movie and so around 4, 4-ish I was like, hey, I don't think it's going to happen today. You know, can we reschedule? And he said, yeah, let's do another Zoom date though. We'll do another Zoom date. And so when he told me that or when, when I told him that I couldn't go, he went to the store and got flowers. And the joke was going to be that over Zoom, he was going to say, I got you these flowers. Aww. And that was the whole joke. And then I texted him around six and was like, oh, look, because I think that we scheduled our Zoom date for like seven. Uh, I texted him and I was like, guess who just got her negative results back? So stupid, blah, blah, blah. I guess we'll have to, you know, postpone movie night. We'll still do Zoom. And he goes, well, can I come pick you up? And like, We'll go to this, we'll, we'll go to this overlook and we'll look at the stars and we'll just talk Aww. and is that okay? Are you okay with that? I was like, of course I'm okay with that. So then he shows up and he has flowers for me and he kind and I said, you, and I looked at them and I was like, you brought me flowers? And he said, yeah. And he kind of explained the joke and he said, but then I found out I got to see you in person. So I wanted to just 
bring you the flowers. And so mm-hmm. I I have one of the flowers Aww. saved. And funny enough, I sure am my father's daughter. Jeez. Yeah, I still have my prom corsage. I'm my mother's daughter, too. I guess so. Heck yeah. I just got some, I got some lovey-dovey parents, don't I? <sighs> Sorry. I didn't stand a chance. I did not stand you a chance. Not. I'm telling you. That's How dare it. you? See, and we were in high school, so there were notes. We would write each other notes, mm-hmm. and we would put them in each other's lockers. And so there were, you know, there were notes. There were lots of notes. That's so cute. Yes. I love that. Okay, so you believe in love. I believe in love. I oh, believe so love that love. story ends with you getting engaged. How long after knowing each other? Eight months? Okay, so we, he asked me to marry him ten days after we met. And um, we got engaged, yeah, a few months later. I mean, officially, I guess. And then officially he gave me my ring at prom, which we weren't going to go to. We were not going to go to prom Mm -hmm. because we were saving our money to get married. So we didn't want to spend, I mean, at that time a prom bid was $50. I have no idea what there would be now, but it cost you $50 just to buy the ticket to the dance. Plus, $50 each? No, just or one. Or just one. Yeah, one oh, ticket. One couple. But then I would have to buy, you know, dress and dress shoes and, and whatever. Yeah. And he would have to rent a tux and, you know, Daddy was and, very poor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so all that That's stuff. not, that's just a fact. It's not, I'm Did, not hating on him. Like, yeah, it, was just, a, it was the situation. It, yeah, long story there, but. Yeah, so we uh, we decided that we did not want to spend the money, and he had already bought my ring. We picked it out and bought it, and it was on layaway as he was making payments, $25 a month, and it sounds kind of pathetic. No, it's so sweet. It's so romantic. It's so 18 years old. It's so 18 mind, years old. When I graduated from high school, I was still 17, so... So, yeah, 17, 18 years old. When did, did y'all get married in 78 or 79? 79. 79. There we yeah. go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we were saving money and we were buying stuff for when we got married for our first apartment. So, we bought, like, a dining room table, just a little oh. small round. Gotcha. I was going to say, like, they buy you things for the wedding. But they buy you, like, a blender and they buy you, like, yeah, a, but you know, they had... don't buy you, like, a couch. No. No. And we were buying, like... You know, linens and stuff. And I had this big walk-in closet in my house, in my, my parents' house. And so we were buying stuff and putting it away for when we got married. And so, anyway, the night of the prom, we decided we were just going to go out to dinner, just the two of us. And so I had the dress that I had worn to my ninth grade prom. And so I was all dressed up and we were getting ready to go to dinner. And the doorbell rang and the doorbell rang. And I kept thinking, why are my parents not answering the damn door? And so finally I go tearing out, you know, I'm doing my hair or my makeup or whatever. And I've got my dress on and I go tearing to the front door and I pull the front door open and he's standing there wearing a tux. And he said, I decided to take you to the prom. <laughs> so, so we go and we get in his car and we, we drive to dinner where we have reservations. And of course there are a bunch of other couples there, groups there that were also going to the prom and we had dinner and. Uh, we did everything, and then with dessert, he got out my ring and got down on one knee and asked me to marry him, which, you know, I mean, it's kind of redundant because we'd already done all that, but whatever. He was he he was a man of um, 
Oh my gosh, what is it? He he loved ceremony. He loved he, he did. loved ceremony. Is is he where I got my love of hoopla? I it's the hoopla. Yes, it's, it's the definitely hoopla. the hoopla. It's the he, hoopla. So he got out, you know, gave me my ring, which of course was huge on me because we hadn't had it fitted. So it was like gigantic on my finger and Anyway, he gave me that because we we'd been paying it. He had been paying it off on layaway, so I didn't know that he'd gone and bought it. You know, paid his final payment, and picked it up, and it hadn't oh. been it hadn't been fitted or anything. So, you know, we finished dinner, and then as we were getting up and walking away to the to pay for dinner, one of the girls from the other table, which was a, a bunch of the you know sushi girls, mm-hmm. jumped up and said, "I saw that. Let me see the ring." And like grabbed my hand and wanted to see my ring and everything. And, uh, yeah, so everybody knew by the time we got to prom. Oh, and my God. Oh, I didn't even think about the fact that people didn't know you were engaged. No. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess some people did, but, you know, our social circle did, but not yeah. like, you know, the football players no, and, oh, the, yeah. and the student council kids and the, you know, all uh-huh. that group. Was he not, he was student government. He wasn't, was he student, is that the same? That's not the same. Student council, student government. Yeah, student council, that's student government. But he, no, he was on kind of the outskirts. That oh, oh, he was he was with athletics, but he was a gymnast. So oh, we right, had right. like at our school, really big was of course football, but mm-hmm. then water polo was the big thing. That's I know that because I watched the OC and um, yeah, so water, water polo, polo very. But I mean, granted, that was Newport Beach, but you know, I just assume most California schools are this. I assume most of Orange County is the same, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely swim team. Yes. Yeah. And water polo were the big things. So he was kind of on the outskirts of that. But right. he was also very popular. So a lot of those people that were in those groups. He was a charming one, my father. Yes. And so very he charming. knew a lot of people in those different groups. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. So that was the big thing. And so we had our big thing at the Long Beach Convention Center. And I was really pissed off because we were not on the on the voting for prom king and queen. And you're like, we're, we're going to get married. Like, we are prom king and queen. Hello? Like, we, obviously, we are the prom king and queen. This is stupid. And it ended up being some sushi couple that broke up, like, three days later. (sighs) Um, and that was very disappointing to me, but whatever. 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 Does it really, you know, now, 40 years later, does it matter? No. Hell no. So it's, it's okay that I didn't win prom queen? It's okay. (laughs) It's totally okay that I was not the prom queen because, you know, seriously, when you think about it, in the shape Mm -hmm. of... King and Queen. Oh yeah, they were a great couple for three months in high school, but whatever. Yeah, and then it's you and Daddy, and now I'm here. And thirty-two and years of marriage. So and thirty-two whatever. years of marriage later, hey, yeah. That's the funniest thing is that when I tell people like, oh yeah, my parents got married when they were eighteen. Their first question is, are they still together? And I said they weren't until my dad died, and then they feel real bad. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm yeah, sorry, and I'm bad. like, well, they, but no, yeah. but they, they right. were they were married for thirty-two years. Yeah, I, I I think that's a pretty good run for yeah. most people. I think that's not bad. And you got to go to your reunions and be like, you all thought we'd fail. Yeah, Look you at all our thought kids. we'd fail. Look at us. Here are, here are our gorgeous kids. We went to that one, and I can't remember what year it is, but mm-hmm. we have that picture of all of us together, and you were four or five. I don't know. Small. You were small. I was small. But you were, and you know, you were you. And it's like, yeah, hey, so... Screw you, prom king and queen that are off here with your other people and your second families and your whatever, because here we still are. Ha ha. So, so there. Yeah. So there. Well, usually my next question is, are you going to get married and can I come? 
Um, I've already been married, and no, you weren't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there yet. You would not be there for quite a while. Yes. That's another thing, is people are like, oh, like, well, how oh, soon when, did they have kids? And oh, I said, yeah, well she, well, she got married when she was 18 and had my brother the day before her 27th birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turning, let me tell you, turning 27... Weird feeling for me. Sorry. I remember uh, I was at my little boozy brand. That was 2020. I turned 27 mm-hmm. in 2020, two weeks before everything shut down. Ugh. And uh, and I remember eating my pancakes and drinking my my tipsy lemonade and excusing myself to go to the restroom. And I stood up and I walked on over to the restroom and I sat down to pee. And all of a sudden it was like, mom had Steven the day before she turned 27. And I was like, Ugh. And at that time, I had just, like, ex-boyfriend and I had just mm-hmm. broken up a few weeks prior, and that was a horrible, messy thing, and I cried for a month straight, and, you know, I, you were there. <laughs> yeah, I was there, but. Because I went, I went home for quarantine, so you were there, and you saw me cry. I there told, were a lot of tears. There were. And I told the story, uh, in the, in the story of the re-return, the episode that I recorded, I Can told, I listen to that one? Yeah, you can listen to that one. Because you, you know the I full story. I would story. like to listen to that one. That one's just me talking. Yeah. That one's just me talking. I'm used to listening to you talking. <laughs> you exited the womb talking. I, ta- I can never get a straight I love answer you, baby. from her. I love you. I love you, too. You talk a lot, though. <laughs> she always tells me when I, like, when I first moved out, she's like, it's so quiet. I know, that's it's what... It's so quiet. That's what Chris and I know. Chris will say, like, after you come visit... Like, the next day, Chris will go, it's so quiet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. On 4th of July, I spent it with Casey and his roommates. And um, they had just moved. They had spent the last, like, two weeks moving. So they were all exhausted. And we were drinking. I brought I brought Theo. I brought my dog Theo over. Uh, she was sitting by the pool. She does not like the water. So I just kind of wrapped her around a pool chair. And also, she wasn't allowed to be at the pool, but she was there. And she was just laying by the pool, and we would come up, and she'd try to lick our hands and lick our faces. And I'd be like, don't let her lick the chlorine. Don't let her lick. It'll upset her tummy. But we were drinking the Topo Chico hard seltzers, which, I have you even heard that there are no, Topo I Chico No, I didn't know there was such a thing. I well, need, we got to go back to well, Pavilion. We got to walk over to Pavilion. Mom was breaking bad. She had her first White Claw a couple days ago. This I'm having a girl's trip. It's just me, but it's a girl's trip. I'm here. Theo's here. It's, you know, it's a girl's trip. Girl's trip. But we were drinking the Topo Chico's, and I am, I want you to know that there are some times that I am aware that I'm talking a lot. Most of the time, I don't realize it, though. So starting a podcast was actually great because it's, you know, just me talking. So there was one point, I think it was like Michael and Dora had gone, Casey's roommates had gone into the, they were, they were getting their stuff together and going in. And I had just been very aware. I could kind of feel it. I was like, oh, I'm talking whole lot aren't I and it usually happens I usually get very self-aware when I've been drinking a little bit and then I looked over at Casey and I said hey um bubs am I like I'm not am I talking a lot like I feel like I'm talking a lot and he looks at me and he goes Babs you always talk a lot (laughs) and I go no I know and he goes what's your thing and I said no 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 I know I know I talk a lot, but I'm not monopolizing the conversation, right? Like, people are able to get a word in. I'm not being annoying, right? And he goes, no, Michael and Dora, they're just tired. They're just, We all moved all week. They're just tired. You're fine. I'm like, so I'm not annoying everybody? And he goes, no, you are fine. And I said, okay. And then I went inside and I proceeded to, to just talk everyone's ear off. 
So I can never get a direct answer when I ask how old I was when I started talking because you always just say I came out of the womb talking. You came out of the womb talking, I'm (laughs) telling you. And I know know you don't want to believe that, but it is true. And and it's not just that you were talking. It's that you were speaking in full sentences (laughs) using correct grammar. It's... I cannot even tell you what it was like. When you were like two years old, you had this incredible vocabulary that people would stop me and say, (laughs) how old is she? How? Like they didn't believe that a child as young as you could speak. Could annoy them. (laughs) Could speak the way you spoke. Not only the volumes, but the quality the quality of the conversation. It wasn't just that you were babbling like, you know, two years ago, mom, 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 mama, 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 mother, mother, mom. No, you were like, why don't they take the hides to the river? You you were like analyzing adult conversations and you were questioning, you were questioning things and doing analytical thinking and then speaking. It was incredible. Oh so, my God. so just trust me when I say you were speaking as you exited the world. <laughs> oh my God. It does make me feel... The, the good thing is that most people in my life um, are very understanding of it. And they love me in spite of it and because of it. You know? No, it was intelligent and thought-provoking. It, it really was. I mean, having a conversation with you as a three-year-old... Or a four-year-old was just mind-boggling. So, yeah, I mean, people would, literally, people would stop me and go, how old is she? Like, they just didn't get it. So, and it was funny because, you know, the the older kids were, were going to Montessori school. And so that was kind of expected. This sort of intellectual exchange mm-hmm. was expected. And you went to the very sushi little... You know, village nursery My school. daddy's a lawyer. My daddy's a lawyer. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you went to the very social school. And so we kind of think of you as being very social. And we don't, we kind of forget how intelligent and intellectual you are. Because it's just kind of different. But yes. Yeah, absolutely. no, I, 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 there are, I have my insecurities about how I feel like I might be. And granted, the dumb one of us would still be very smart. I know that I'm a very smart person, but sometimes I'm like, am I stupid? <laughs> am I stupid compared to Chris and Steven and you and... No, just okay. very, just, it's just different. Just very sochi. You're just, you're just more sociable than the rest of us. We're a little bit more reserved. You are, I, I have to have a drink to be on the podcast. You could do it, you could do it just fine with a glass of water. Yeah, I definitely could. It was honestly more about like I want to I want to start a podcast because I want to hear myself talk. What do I like to talk about? What can the shtick be? And so that came later. The, uh. the decision to make the podcast came first. Okay, but let's get back to now we're rambling. But let's get back to love to love to love and marriage. So you you do not plan on getting married again. I don't plan on getting ever, married ever again. I mean, right. I, I got married when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was engaged at 17. I was married at 18. I had a great marriage. Not perfect, but great. Um, I have three amazing children who are incredibly talented, all in their own ways. Um, and I'm very proud of all three of them. And, you know, I own my home. I have a car. I have a career. I have another thing that I love to do that will eventually become my career once I'm, you know, 
don't have to worry about the one that pays the bills. Um, mm -hmm. I have something else that I do. And I enjoy volunteer work. And there are all kinds of things that I do. And I just don't really picture being married in mm -hmm. all of that. And it's not that I don't want to or don't believe in love. But I kind of feel like I had that one great relationship, that great love relationship. Mm -hmm. And now I love my children. And in time I will love my grandchildren. And I just don't really need that. Dang. Wow. Because I have friends who have, like, divorced parents, and I have friends who, you know, their mm -hmm. their moms or dads are widows and widowers and, and you know, things like mm -hmm. that. And, and they have started dating again, and they have, you know. But also, it's it's a kind of a different experience, I think. And and I was, a I was a little surprised, not disappointed, but when you, one of the things on your list for this girl's trip was... You asked if I could help you set up a dating profile, like a little, like a little hinge or something. Yeah, and that surprised me, which is great. Also, I'm not like against it or anything. But then we were kind of talking. We went to Larchmont. We got salt and straw. We were walking around. We were chit chatting, and I was talking. About, I think I was talking about like Nora's people or something. And I was kind of like, yeah, and you know, on the on the dating apps, you can say like what you're looking for. You're looking for a relationship, something casual, and. And you were asking me about, like, well, what does something casual mean? Like, what does that mean? And kind of the more we talked about it, the more I was like, I think you might be looking for something casual. Well, and I kind of wanted to know, you know, what exactly does that mean? And that's why I wanted you to help me set up a profile. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to give anyone a false expectation. Mm -hmm. But I know there are also some code words that I want to be sure that I'm not using them inappropriately, not knowing the lingo. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to clean someone else's house. I don't want to raise someone else's adult children. I don't want to raise somebody else's grandchildren. Uh -huh. I don't want to clean up after your dog. I don't, you know, I want to have someone that will go away for a weekend and, you know, go up to the casino and listen to some washed up 70s band play, mm -hmm. you know, their greatest hits uh -huh. and just have fun. I want to drive down to Austin and, you know, eat tacos at a, at a, food truck stand mm -hmm. and go to a bar and do some line dancing and you know I want to do fun stuff because mm -hmm. you know I don't want to sound tragic here but you know my husband was sick for a very long time mm -hmm. and so my life really revolved around his care and insurance and taking care of my house and my family and my children and you know I kind of feel like I did that for a really long time and now this part of my life I want to be about me and having some fun and yeah. going where if I want to fly to California to visit my daughter I want to be able to do that if I want to yeah. go fly to Seattle and go see the tulips I want to be able to do that you mm -hmm. know and I don't want someone who wants me to sit at home and cook him dinner and and watch a movie until he falls asleep on the couch that's that's not the life that I want. I that feel like terrible, you know. And I don't really feel a lot of people like to travel. I don't particularly want to travel internationally. Mm -hmm. I would just like to go to a restaurant I've never eaten in, yeah, or go watch a movie with an actor or an actress that I love to see. Mm -hmm. You know, their latest offering. I yeah. I want to do something like that. I want quiet time on a Sunday to to do the things that I like to do. So. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe casual is the right word for it that I don't... Because that's... Well, for me, it's something where I, I also don't... You know, you, you learn the lingo, but the lingo changes and develops. And also, it just mm -hmm. honestly depends on, like, person to person. Mm -hmm. But I think that 
<laughs> I think that when you were telling me all of that stuff, I was like, okay, the difference is, do you only want to do that with one person? Or do, are you just kind of open to doing that with... Because I think something... But also it's kind of hard because it's like, when someone says something casual, it's like, well, are you talking about sex or are you not talking about... Like, that's kind of the... That's sort of the hard thing for me, too. It's mm-hmm. like... Because if you're talking... Because there are some people I feel like use the whole something casual. Mm-hmm. And it truly is... We act like we're in a relationship, but we get to do, like, but we're not in a relationship. And for me, that's not, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But that's also just for me. I don't know. There are, some people are totally fine with that, where it's like, I can just have a relationship with everybody, you know? Or I can have a relationship with somebody, or like, I can have a relationship with no strings with someone until I meet the next person. For me, I don't like that. I'm like, well, if I'm treating this like a relationship and I'm putting my full focus into it, that means that I'm investing in you and I want to move forward with you. But also, I don't know what, I feel like I'm not much of a help. We'll have to figure it out. We'll figure that out. We will sit down and we will figure that out. Also, you don't have to put that on, you don't have to put it on your profile. You can just hide it and then you can go on a date with someone and then you can be like, these are my expectations. This is what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's allowed. Well, especially now that I know you went up to your friend and you said, introduce me to your blonde friend. I think that, you know, I don't think you'll have a problem with that. Probably not. Probably but not. I don't want it to be a, hey, come on over to my house. Oh yeah, I'm babysitting my three-year-old grandson. Um, yeah, I'm not coming over to your house. You, <laughs> you go babysit your three-year-old you grandson. Your three-year-old grandson. I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. You know, that's not what I want to do. That's, you know, I spent a chunk of my life caring for someone, you know, and now I kind of feel like this is the time that I get to go have ice cream for lunch because it's my lunch. Yeah. And I'm an adult and I get to choose. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's, that's where I am on that. Right. Like, if you want to have ice cream for lunch, let's go do that together. If you want to go see a movie, let's go out for dessert afterwards or dinner afterwards and talk about the movie. That would Mm -hmm. be a lot of fun. So I just want to make sure that I'm not setting the wrong expectation. That some dumb man doesn't think you're going to marry him. Yeah, I'm not going to marry you. Like, Sorry, that's mean. But you know, where it's, you're not going to marry someone and like be his little wife. I am not interested in being someone's little wife. Okay, I've been a wife. I'm, I'm, and you know, and I, and it's not to say that if I met the right person that I wouldn't go, oh, this is fun. I love what I'm doing. I want to keep doing this with you indefinitely. indefinitely. Right. And, and that could happen. But mm-hmm. I think that for the moment, that's not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I want to go, have you eaten in that restaurant? Really? You like barbecue? Okay, cool. I also want to be able to say, show me something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And we go do something that I never even would have thought about doing. Because you know about it and I don't. Mm-hmm. Introduce me to something different and new. What great book have you read recently? You know, I don't think that sitting on a on a lawn chair drinking a beer is really what's going to fulfill me at this point. I don't want to be someone's wife. And I, I did try to date someone. And I think that he wasn't so much dating as he was auditioning for a wife. Ugh. And I just totally was not interested in what he had to offer mm-hmm. because a lot of it had to be had to do with being a wife. I kind of think kind of wifey stuff. And, and that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just want to make sure that I'm not setting an incorrect expectation for someone. I want to make sure that I'm expressing myself properly. Right. So that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. Okay. 
So no wedding. Probably no wedding. Probably no wedding. I'm thinking no wedding. Okay. What about my wedding? What do you see for my wedding? Um, for I know you want the whole fairy tale wedding with the the coach and four horses. And, no, and all, horse and, poop at my wedding. No, if you don't feed them the day before, they won't poop. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I do see that kind of fairy tale thing that you want, but you know that's not really something I can afford. So we're gonna have to figure out how all that's gonna work. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I want the poofy. I, I just want a poofy dress. You want a poofy dress? Okay, so. I want a poofy dress and an open bar, and that's what I want. Poofy dress and open bar. I think we, we'll figure out a way to make I that I think we work. can figure that out. We'll figure that out. I mean, when I got married, we had $500 for a dress, and I know you've watched all those Say Yes to the Dress shows. But also, I watch Say Yes to the Dress, and it's like, what's your wedding dress budget? And they're like, $5,000. And I'm like, that's insane. For a dress that you're going to be in for an hour? I, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous to me. But, you know, if you can afford that, hey, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. If that's you, for me, I mean, it was the the ring that my husband bought working at Baskin Robbins and making weekly payments of $25 until he paid it off, mm-hmm. you know. And it was very small, and eventually for my 25th wedding anniversary, he replaced it with a much larger ring. But, you know, at the time when we got married... The wedding was at our church. It was the Baptist First Baptist Church of Long Beach, mm-hmm. and we got married in the church, so that you know that didn't cost anything. Um, we made pew bows that we we tied the bows that went at the end of the pews. Oh, pew bows! I was like, what are pew bows? Pew bows. Pew bows. bows. I said, well, it's because I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, pew bows, and you tied those, and mm-hmm. you know that was your decoration and your flowers. We spent a lot on flowers at two guys. Two guys was what it was before it became Target. Uh, <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. So we bought flowers, obviously budget. Uh-huh. Uh, my dress was $500. We bought it at a, I think it was a sample. And then I had it, I had to have it altered. And then the reception was in my brother's backyard in Lakewood. Um, we had it outdoors with just folding chairs and tables and it was catered by my family who all brought food and it was basically potluck. Uh, so, you know, extremely low budget. We Mm -hmm. did not have a limo. We drove away in my, my husband's car, 1970 Chevy Malibu that he bought from his father for $500. Um, so very low budget, very low budget wedding. So if you want the poofy dress, we'll, you know, we'll do our best to afford it. Well, for the longest time, I was like, I can't see myself getting married to anyone. And then um, now I'm like, oh, I could see myself getting, I could, I could see it. I could see the future. Let me start saving up for that poofy dress. I'll start saving for it. We're going to have to start saving for that poofy dress. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a boob job instead. Take, you know, take your choice. What's most important? You know, you never know where life is going to take you. You never know. You never know. I mean, we certainly didn't expect for life to take us where it took Ooh. us. So. Cheers to that. Life is, I just feel, just in turns. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So, so no wedding. So I'll never get to come to a wedding of yours, Wild. Well, I didn't say, you know, definitely. Never say, never say never. never also, say never. I mean, I feel like it's not that it's incorrect for someone to go to their parents' second wedding or something, but it was just never People something I do. had to worry. People do. I never had to worry about that. 
Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't think that uh, Grandma was going to get married when I was pregnant with you. And I didn't know I was pregnant with you at the time. But um, anyway. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she remarried when the time came. Mm-hmm. Things were right, so. Grandpa <laughs> Leonard was pretty cool. Grandpa Leonard was amazing. I loved him very much. I loved him, too. And he was, was he was very good for Grandma and very good for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that he he passed away when he did. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my first experience with, with death. And, like, mm-hmm. you and I remember Daddy kind of explaining what happened. And we were sitting in the, in the, what did, what did we even call it? The sitting room? Like, the, what was the big... The big room when you first walked into the house in South Lake. I, it was the living room. Oh, because that was the living room, and then upstairs was the family the room. Family there room, we yes. go. So we were sitting in the living room, and I remember we were sitting on the fancy chairs in the living room. Yeah. And he told me that Grandpa Leonard died. Mm. And it was very sad. It was very sad. It was very sad. Very sad. I loved him very much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was, he was a very good man, and I miss him. People do be dying. They do. Ugh, wild. Um, <laughs> I want to deflect. Uh, no, but and you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna say never because I think that I still have that spark mm-hmm. of love and mm-hmm. you know that desire to meet someone. Right. So, but I want to meet someone that's gonna be fun and mm-hmm. you know be able to do the things that I want to do and right. not say, oh, Angelique, you don't want to do that. You want to do this thing that I want to do. Ugh. You know, that is just annoying as hell because I wouldn't say it was the thing I wanted to do. You asked me what I wanted to do and I told you, don't say you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Just come over and let Mm -hmm. me fall asleep while we're watching a movie. Okay. And speaking of movies, I'll just tell you a really important thing with that man that I did date. Mm -hmm. So we're watching a Marvel movie and I don't recall which one it was. Mm -hmm. And we got to the end of the movie and he turned it off and I said... Don't turn it off. I want to see the credits. And he said, why do you want to watch the credits? And I said, because I want to see the mid-credits scene. And he said, there's nothing else. And I said, yes, there is. And he said, no, there's nothing else. And I said, yes, in the Ephraim Malfrom movie, there's either a mid-credit or an end-credit scene. And he said, no, there's not. And he turned off the TV. (gasps) And I was like, excuse me. Clearly, you have never seen a Marvel movie before. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, so I know that you are obviously not the right man for me if you do not know that there's a mid or end credit scene in every Marvel movie. But also, even more so, even if he didn't know, why would he just be like, you're wrong? Like, why would he... Why would you not go, huh, I hadn't heard of that, and let it play? Because... Best case scenario, there is a scene and you get to see an extra scene. Worst case scenario, you were right and you just kind of sat there for another two minutes. Like, what is the point? That's so stupid. There was another movie that you said that he didn't understand and you were like, if he didn't understand this movie, he didn't understand me. Remember when we saw the words? Yes, you said the, that? Words. the words. And you made me explain the whole movie. Like, okay, well, you have to... No, he did not understand it. And I said, you do not understand a writer's heart. If you can't understand a writer's heart, you can't understand me. And, like, listen, he was a fine dude. Like, he was okay. He was fine. He was great. He's a very nice man, and I'm sure he's making some woman very happy right now. Some boring woman. Some extraordinarily boring boring woman woman who who doesn't doesn't watch Marvel movies. 
But yeah, it was fine. He brought us like German beer and he used to go to he used to go to the UK for work all the time. And, and he would bring us, us like he would bring us back cookies, cookies and cheese. And chocolate and, and, and yeah. He would bring us cookies and cheese and chocolate and like he was fine. He was great. But I think that's why I got along with him so well, because he would go away for three weeks. And then he'd come back deal with him all the like, time. Yeah, he'd be like a oh week. He'd be there God. for like a week or two and we'd date and and then I'd go, God, he is really boring. And then he'd go away for three weeks. And then he'd come back and he'd say, hey, you want to do this? And I'd go, yeah. And so so Casey asked me once. We There was one time where um, both of us were really broke. So for a date, we just drove to the beach. And we just drove to the beach and sat on the beach for a while. And then we drove back. Uh, and so he was kind of talking to me about that. And he was like, do you think that your mom will ever get remarried? Has your mom dated? And I'm like, yeah, she did this one guy. And, like, he was fine. But they just kind of, like, at the end of the day, really – uh, did not see eye to eye on on certain things that I think that couples really really need to see eye to eye on and uh she really hasn't dated since then and like I don't know like she's busy like she got shit to do I don't know she may want to date I'm not sure but well I think it was also really a strange experience because when you think about the fact that I'd been with the same person for I mean married for 32 years but together for 33 34 mm-hmm. you know when you're with someone and you have a life and you have habits and patterns and ways that you do things, you also have jokes and you have references mm-hmm. and you have children together and you have all these things that are part You're like, of look this. at that thing I made. Isn't it wild? It's got a brain and it won't stop talking. You kind of have these whole, you know, or I don't know, there's something I almost said to you in the kitchen and then I went, oh, you don't know what that means, but daddy would have. Um, you know, there are things that you share and then you're trying to have a relationship with someone else. They don't get those things. They don't understand those phrases. They don't have the same point of reference. They don't mm-hmm. watch Marvel movies. So they don't, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's very different. And so trying to create a relationship with that person who has a different frame of reference and a different history... It's difficult. Yeah. Um, so trying to make that mesh takes work. And I think that specifically in that person's situation, he wasn't worth the work. You know, he wasn't... I mean, I realized very early on that I didn't love him. And then the longer we, t- we were together, the less I liked him. So it really wasn't even worth working at. Right. Well, hey, we used to say this because this is this old joke. Or, well, you really need to see more of the Marvel movies, and this is the one that you really need to see, because this kind of, you know, doesn't your heart beat faster when you see those comic pages turning? Mm -hmm. I get excited when I see that. Well, and you don't. Mm -hmm. So, where where do we come together? And with that particular person, it just wasn't even worth, it wasn't worth the education, it wasn't worth the fight, or the, you know, the time that it would have taken to build that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of give up on it. And I think that after that, I wasn't really excited about trying to do that with anybody else either. Yeah. That it's just, it's just hard. Yeah. So, you know, I think with, you know, 2019, 2020 and the whole pandemic when we're all kind of socially awkward and we're all trying to get out there and mm-hmm. start something new and learn something different that it might be a good time for me to kind of jump back in because everybody's awkward and nobody really knows what they're doing. Right. And we're right. just all kind of feeling our way around. Uh-huh. 
So maybe this is a good time for me to start out with other people who are awkward and saying, oh, I don't really know how to do this, but let's give it a shot. Yeah. And maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but we'll see. You never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah, because I think that with, with that person, it ended very abruptly where it was kind of like, I think both of you were just sort of like, yeah, this isn't, this is over. I, w- I was like, yeah, this is kind of tiresome. And he he would do things like say, hey, we're going camping. And I'd say, who's we? You know, like, I don't like to camp. So I would have uh-huh. said no. If you had said, hey, do you want to go camping? I would say, no, thank you. But I'll see you when you get back. Mm-hmm. Because that's not something that I like to do. Right. Um, but he would say, hey, we're going to do this. And we're going to go. We're leaving on Thursday and we're coming back on Tuesday. And I would say, well... I can't go because I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go. And he said, well, can't you just trade with somebody? Well, no, there's nobody to trade work days with. Well, can't you just use some vacation time? Well, I don't have any vacation time. And even if I did, I sure as hell wouldn't use it camping. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, we kind of had those little differences of Mm -hmm. you didn't invite me. You didn't ask me if this was something that I wanted to do. You just said, we're doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, I'm an adult woman. I don't need someone telling me what I'm going to do next week. Right. Um, so, you know, the fact that, oh, we're going to do this. And then, uh, you know, then he tried to make it about me not liking camping, which, yeah, I don't like camping. But um, that was not really the point. The point was I didn't have vacation time to use. And it, you can't tell me on Friday that we're leaving, like, tomorrow mm-hmm. and expect me to be able to get the time off work so yeah that was very awkward and so I said well great have a good time give me a call when you get back and he said well we'll be back Tuesday I'll call you and then it became Wednesday and then it was Thursday and then it was the following Tuesday like okay well you didn't call me you said you were going to and I said yeah this is this is done this yeah. is over so I called him and said hey are you back in town? How was your trip? Um, and he said, oh, it's fine. And I said, great. You want to have lunch today? And he said, yeah, okay, we can have lunch. And, you know, we had lunch and he told me about the trip and it was a disaster. And I was really glad that I had not gone because it was like a tale of, of breaking down and having to sleep overnight in a garage while he was waiting for the repairs to be done and uh, then camping at a campsite and having all the gear stolen and it, it just was like one thing after another and then his truck broke down on a stretch of highway in Colorado on his way back. It's so I was just very glad that I hadn't gone and then at the end he said something and I said you know what I think we're done here I, I just think we're done here you and pulled did you pull an, an Alfred and say yeah I think this is our last day I and I'm breaking our up last- <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, I'm breaking up with you. We're, we're done here. And he said, okay. And he, you know, like he wasn't really all that upset, but then he kind of followed me out to my car and said, well, I'll call you. And I'm like, no, 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 thank you. No, don't call Hard me. Hard pass Please on don't. that. We're, we're done. You don't need to call me. Well, I'll call you. You know, we can still be friends. No, no, you don't need to call me. We're, we're not going to be friends. It's full up on friends. Actually. No, we're, we're good. done. We're really done here. Well, you know, we can like, maybe we can, no, no, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We're done here. We're really, really done here. Wow. So that was the end of that. And you know, it was kind of sad because, because endings are always kind of sad, mm-hmm. even when they're sort of a relief, but, yeah. but I was really done and it was weird and 
I don't know. It was just a very strange situation. So I've never wanted to put myself in that situation again until, you know, now where I kind of feel like, okay, time to jump back in the pool because all these awkward people are jumping in the pool going, I don't know what I'm doing, but let's, let's try something. So maybe a good time. Maybe a good time. We'll set you up. We'll set your your little hinge your little hinge profile. We'll set me up, up with a little hinge. Profile. We'll set you up with a little hinge profile before you go. You want to be on one. You just want to be on the one app, right? Just like one for now. And you know, I've heard some people have had really good luck on hinge <laughs> and like found found a really good person. Who? So so you know, oh it's entirely gosh. possible. It, it is entirely possible. I was quoted. Happen. I was quoted as saying. I mean, I wasn't quoted, but I said you can quote me on this. I said I don't think I'll find. I said I think that. It is very possible to find someone on a dating app. I do not think that that will be me. I do not think that that will be me. And I said that, and I was like, you can quote me on that. And look at me. And look at me now. You know, and, and honestly, I've prayed about it, and I've said, okay, Lord, you know where I go. I go to the library. Mm-hmm. I, go, I go volunteer. I go to the grocery store. I'll go to Target. If you want me to meet a man, he's going to have to be at the library. He's going to have to be at the grocery store. He's going to have to be at Target. He's going to have to be at Target behind me at the at the self-check line. Uh-huh. These are the places I'm going to need to meet, to meet a man. So if mm-hmm. you want to send me one, this is where you're going to need to send. I'm going to be on a plane later this week. If you want to send a nice man that lives near me mm-hmm. and you want to have him sit next to me and we talk on the plane that would be awesome yeah but if it's not time if it's not me then okay that's all right you Plus, want me to meet him on hinge heck Charlotte will set me up she'll she'll get me working with us i'll get you ready i'll get you ready on hinge yeah yeah I, well, it's possible it's possible it's possible and maybe it's not right but you know it's not like I'm in a hurry either. Yeah. You're it's just not like trying my biological to... clock is running or anything. You're just trying to go to Choctaw, you know? I just want to go to Choctaw and listen to, like, the Doobie Brothers play, <laughs> listen to the music. I love that. You know, or like that movie. It wasn't a movie. It was a show on a streaming service with Eddie Money. Oh, Eddie Honey. Eddie oh, Kaminsky Honey Method. You yeah, were telling Kaminsky me about Method, it. Where he was, like, Eddie Money was, like, billing himself as a cover performer when it was actually him, That's but he couldn't funny. get any gigs, so he was doing himself a cover. But, you know, something like that, that would just be fun. Yeah. I don't gamble, I don't drink. I just Except when it's Caprajinas. Caprajinas. Yeah. Those you know? are really good. I mean, obviously, we don't have, like, I kind of want another one. Do you want another one or no? I kind of want another one, <gasps> but I'm kind of like, I'm cruising now. I'm You're feeling cruising now. Good. Well, maybe after we finish, it won't even be for recording. It'll just be for a fun mother-daughter bonding yeah. Drinking caprajinas, muddling limes, and muddling limes with a with, with the, the sticker still with the on. sticker on extra flavor. The sticker adds flavor. I sure does. Did you know if you eat the sticker, then the calories don't count? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm worried about those two tablespoons. They were teaspoons. They weren't tablespoons. They were teaspoons. I know my pancreas is going really, really. Alcohol your, and sugar. Your kidneys, like, what the hell is going on? Or not your kidney. Oh, your liver. Oh, my liver's just having a party right I now. I am the dumb one. You're no, not. I'm just love You're drunk. You're the social one. I'm just love drunk, You're ladies love drunk. and gentlemen. I'm the social one. I'm the social one that was uh, 
Rude to Megan What's-Her-Face and got hit in the head with a clipboard. You got hit... I was going to bring up that story. You got hit in the head with a clipboard. But the other thing was the bows. Because that was the day of the bows. With with the big bows that you would wear the the gigantic bows bows in your Uh hair. And, you know, the more important your daddy was, the bigger a bow you wore. So I had to get you... The 90s were a wild time. I had to get you some big damn bows. (laughs) Because your daddy was an important lawyer back Uh in those days. So we had that. No, because I was building... I was building with Lindsay and Becky, and I were all building, and building with what? Building like, blocks, what like blocks? not block. They weren't those, blocks. Those they big were those brick things. Yes, yeah. or no, not the but no, it wasn't the shapes. It was the brick things. We were building with stuff, mm-hmm. and fucking Megan walks over, and she's like, "I want to build," and I said, "You can't build. We're building right now." And she's like, well, I want to build. And I said, well, we're using these. And I turned around. She hit me on the back of the head with the clipboard. Oh, I know. And it was so awful because when I got there, your teacher said, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, God, what did she do? <laughs> I didn't do and anything. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't being inclusive because I didn't like her and I didn't want her to build with us because Lindsay and Becky and I were building. And, you know, I think later on we realized that setting boundaries and playing in groups was okay. But back then it was all about we must include everyone. And so, you know. Oh, my God, was a bitch. Well, obviously she hit you in the head with a clipboard. She hit me in the head with a clipboard. And also her older brother bullied Steven, remember? I do remember. I do remember. I wonder what Megan's doing now. What's up, Megan? If this ever reaches you, remember when you hit me in the back of the head with a clipboard? Yeah, I do remember that. And your teacher wanting to talk to me about, you know, that you got hit in the clipboard. She didn't think you were hurt. And we checked. And there's no blood, no lump, no, you know, but still that was not a nice thing I saw, I mean, I remember, obviously I'm fine now, but I remember seeing white. Like, I remember, like, it. She hit you good and hard. She hit me good and hard. And I remember I turned, and when my back was turned. When your back, see, that was the, that was the bitch When move. my back was turned. Hit you in the head. That was a sucker punch. That was, that was a bad thing to do. I was turned, I was walking away, mm-hmm. and she picked it up and just whacked me. And I remember just like, blinding light, just like, ow. And that was it. I probably, I cried because, I mean, I cried when people brushed my hair, but like, I was tenderheaded. But yeah, and it wasn't the time, do you remember the, I don't remember their names. One of them was probably Matthew and one of them was probably Josh. But someone hit the other kid in the face with a magnifying glass and split his face, it split his face open. Yes, I do remember that. And I. Why were you kids so violent? I don't know. Probably Mortal Kombat. This was probably all those violent Probably Mortal Kombat, I remember. This was, this was. Uh, nursery school, which... This was nursery school, In my yes. previous job, I learned is apparently different from pre-K somehow, but... I don't know. I don't pre-K know. is like like a government thing, and nursery school is like fancy schmancy. Our daddy's a lawyer. Our daddy's a lawyer, so we go to fancy schmancy. You were at the Sochi Nursery School. And I remember they built... Do you remember they built that playhouse barn? And then... Daddy was taking a picture of me in the barn, and mm-hmm. Megan was there, and he was like, you can get in the picture. And I was like, that's a bitch that hit me with a clipboard. And now I have a picture with Megan in front of the barn forever. I'm going to track yeah. her down. But, you know, back then... We I'm going to track just, you down, Megan. We were just all about being inclusive back then and, you know, making sure. And I felt bad because I was going to go talk to that dad about how his kid was bullying Stephen, and then I realized they had, like, eight kids, and the one was in a wheelchair, and... Then I felt bad. 
Okay, well, now I feel bad because I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was awful. They were getting out of the car, and I'm like, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to go talk to him right now about his kid bullying. Oh, look at all those kids. And, oh, they're getting the wheelchair up for that one. Okay. And they had that big dog, too. It was Connecticut. People had huge families. They did. They were like, you only have three kids. <laughs> they No, seriously. They Oh, when are you having... Are you what are you having, having four more? and five? Yeah, Jeez. four and five were well expected. I remember that cute little girl, Annie. Mm-hmm. She was so sweet. Mm-hmm. And they were, yeah, they were like at the beginning of their journey of millions of kids. Because wow. they were they were trying to have another. Ugh. Yeah. She oh was so gosh. sweet. She was a cute little girl. Yeah, Annie was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Will who called his, who called 911 on his little brother because his little brother was annoying him. And I remember all of us had to sit in a circle, and Will had to, like, tell us the story of how he called 911 when he wasn't supposed to. Oops. So it was supposed to be a learning experience. It seems very embarrassing now, but yeah. how they made him sit in front of all of us and be like, I called the police, I called 911, and it was like, and what would you do next time? And it was supposed to be something where it's like, hey, don't call 911 just because your brother's being a dick. You know, like, yeah. but it was... That's like, so. That's that shit shaming. would not fly. No, you that would not that. fly nowadays. You can't do that. That's cr- it's crazy how different things are now. Mm-hmm. That you you definitely can't do that. That would be shaming, and mm-hmm. that would be so wrong. Yeah, probably emotionally damage that child for life for having to stand up in front of the class and say, "Don't call nine one one." What's up, Will? How you doing? They're not gonna listen to my. Well, maybe it'll reach them someday. Maybe who knows? Maybe who knows? Maybe all the way. Uh, so we were talking about. What were we talking about? We were ta- oh, we were talking about you. How you want to go to Choctaw and listen to, you know? And I say Choctaw. You know what? I've never been to Vegas. If if I got a guy that's gonna play for my ticket, no, and I he doesn't even have to pay for my ticket. And that was another thing was that like I'm an independent woman. Mm-hmm. I own my own home. I have a career. Mm-hmm. I have a car. I don't need you. You don't need to pay for anything. We can just we can just be friends. We can be. I want to be equal with right. someone. I want to have an equal relationship, which I think is totally fair. Mm-hmm. I don't want that because we're of a certain age, I don't want someone to feel like they have to pay my way to do something. Right. I can do this. And that, that other person was always like, well, you need to come to London with me and I can pay for your ticket and I can blah, blah, blah. No, you're not paying for my ticket. You don't have to do that. If I understand you have an apartment so we can stay in your apartment. I won't mm-hmm. have to pay for lodging, but I can pay for my own damn ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult woman. But also, um, Daddy's caretaker, Dee, mm-hmm. she used to tell me, she would say, Cupcake, when you get married, your husband's money, that's y'all's money. Your money, that's your money. <laughs> and that's what Dee would, Dee would always tell me that. And I, Dee was given free life lessons. I'm telling you, I loved having Dee in our house. I know, I love she her. She was so good. I mean, not just taking care of Daddy, but taking care of you guys i mean that and that was totally not and remember that time i ate all her hummus because i didn't know it was hers yeah she wasn't even mad she wasn't even mad and remember the time she laughed at me because i didn't know how to make collard greens <laughs> and she made them for me and they were so good because i was trying really hard and i didn't know how to make them mm-hmm. and then she made them but she was just so good to have in the house because she loved you guys mm-hmm. she loved daddy and she loved you guys and she took care of you and it was like having an auntie in the house, I don't want to say grandma, she wasn't old enough to be a grandma, no. but like having an aunt in the house, uh-huh. and she was just that wise woman 
that could teach you and care for you and watch out for you. And I, I just love that. That's not, you can't pay for that. No. I mean, we. Oh, she was, well, cause daddy had a few, a few caretakers and. He did. And Dee was by far the best. She was my oh, favorite. Oh, by far the by best. By far the best. She was amazing. And I loved her so mm-hmm. much. And she had a really hard time when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to stay in touch with her and I wanted her to continue being part of our family. But it was just, it was too much for her. Mm-hmm. She just, she just Didn't couldn't. she, I mean, and I'm not, this could be wrong. I thought, didn't she stop doing hospice after daddy? She did. It was just, it was just too much for her. Yeah. Going through that and. I mean, I guess hospice workers probably should keep a, a certain professional distance to be able to work effectively. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she crossed that line, but not in a bad way. Yeah. That she was very loving and caring, and mm-hmm. he got the excellent care because she she was willing to cross that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took such good care of you guys and and just being that wise woman and that strong voice and telling, I, you, telling you stuff like that, <laughs> that, you know, that an aunt would tell you, uh-huh. that an older... She called, she called Chris uh, Slim. She called me Cupcake. I don't know if she had a name for Steven. Just having, having <laughs> her in your life was so important mm-hmm. at that particular time. Yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful for her. But of course, me, I'm like, Da- you know, daddy was so great and our family was so great. Like, she couldn't even do it anymore. And she I, she found another job. And I, I had Eventually. heard later that, you know, she found another. It wasn't like she was destitute because she could no longer, you know. But I think that no, it was. No, but I think that it really touched her in a way that she just really wasn't ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And understanding that if she didn't maintain that professional distance, if she... If she became invo- emotionally involved, like she had been with our family, that it would be difficult again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just took a little while before she was willing to do that yeah. again. I remember I came home crying on my 18th birthday because because my theater teacher had made me stay late at rehearsal mm-hmm. when I was supposed to be off that day. I was supposed to not go to rehearsal, and then she like yelled at me and was just awful to me and horrible, and I showed up, and I cried all the way home because... I showed up and then I just had to change and we immediately went to dinner and like I didn't really have like an afternoon off like I mm-hmm. had told her before I even got cast in that show that I wanted my birthday off because I'm a little birthday princess and I remember Dee was there to to sit with daddy while we were at dinner mm-hmm. and I remember seeing her the next day and she's like how you doing and I was like oh I'm good and she goes how was dinner and I was like it was fine and she goes oh when I saw you so upset I was about to oh I I did not like that. I did not like that. Mm-hmm. And if I if I talked to that woman you were talking about, I would have a few choice words for her. And just I just remember how loving and wonderful she was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She was really good. I miss Dee. I love I her. She was so good in our lives. I I really I really am thankful mm-hmm. that she was there when when she was. Mm-hmm. She needed to be there. She did. Ugh. Oh. Well, I actually brought up the Choctaw thing because you were talking about uh, seeing cover bands and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask you about love songs and breakup songs. Do you have any favorite love songs, breakup songs? Do you and Daddy have a song? What What were your, what um, were your songs? Our song was Just the Way You Are by Billy Joel. And that was our wedding song. Oh. And so that was always kind of our song. Mm-hmm. Um, love songs. I don't know. There are just a lot of good love songs. And, you know, like I said earlier, Paul Williams, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, he, he says he, 
he wrote the codependent anthems of the 80s, <laughs> which, you know, yeah, I mean, we look back at him now, and that's, you know, that's hindsight, but those are beautiful mm-hmm. songs that, yeah. that the Carpenters sang during the 70s, We've Only Just Begun. That started as an advertisement for the Crocker Bank in California, which, you know, Crocker Bank is long long gone away Mm -hmm. um but that was a a bank commercial and you know some of the some of the amazing music there i've told you before that the um the um, networks used to have um movie of the week like there's the nbc movie of the week and the abc movie of the week and Mm -hmm. you know he wrote a a beautiful theme song for a movie of the week that i was thinking about it the other day just came to mind and i was singing it I thought, what's the name of that show? What was the name of that show? And I, I looked, it was called Griffin and Phoenix. And I looked it up and it was about two people, long story short, two people who had cancer, didn't know it started dating. And each one thinking, you know, how am I going to tell the other person that I'm dying? Oh my gosh. I mean, tragic, tragic movie, but a great theme song. Uh huh. You know, beautiful theme song. And, um, you know, all those love songs that I just, you know, were so great back in the 70s and 80s. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they were a little codependent and a little hangy-on-y, but, yeah. you know, they were beautiful. And I just love all that stuff. And you know I love the 80s. And we've oh, been, yeah. We've been hearing some great music the last few days. We haven't. We have brought it out of these businesses that mm-hmm. we've been coming to. We, we just, you know, we walked in to Yard House last night and Foo Fighters was playing, and I was like, love that. But then they started, um, I heard... Bruce Springsteen, you know, born in the USA, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, this is fantastic!" I just this music is so great. There were some great. Um, oh, we heard Barbara Ann in the pet store the other day. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. There was some great music in the pet store, and then today at Trader, at Joe's, Trader Joe's, there was Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, get down tonight. Were they playing "I Will Survive" earlier? Yeah. There was just some great. We have been great. we have been hearing some really really great music this this I and say trip your trip I live here but you we, know but you know we're wearing masks so I'm singing right along I'd sing along even if we didn't have masks on but I've been um oh oh what a night was playing oh what a night there we yes. go because I remember I was like I was doing this dance yeah. so I was like why would I be doing this dance where I'm just kind of shaking my ah na 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 well, that, well, you know, and I felt so silly because just every time we've gone out, I've been, like, dancing. You've looked yeah. and you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, You're I'm dancing. dancing. I'm singing. And I'm dancing. dancing. Get down tonight. Woo! Get down tonight. Woo! I know that we don't, the woos are only at the end, but I, oh, just, yeah. I like to stick the woos in. Of anyway. course. Of course. But, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been a great time. Did you have any, when Alfred broke up with you, did you have any breakup songs that you went to? Did you listen to the records? Were um, you... When Will I Be Loved by Linda Ronstadt was a, is a great breakup song, you know, about being cheated and mistreated and When Will I Be Loved and, The yeah. drama. I love it. The drama. Yes. I mean, and that was, that song was a few years old by that time, but, I had to but play, that one was appropriate. Have you ever heard the song In the Rough by Anna Nalek? That was my breakup song from like eighth grade to recently. Like mm-hmm. that was always my like broken heart breakup song and it is so dramatic 
It's so dramatic. Well, you're it's, gonna have to play that I will have to play it for you. It's gonna make you laugh. You'll like it, no, but it's I, gonna make you I laugh. I was definitely when will I be loved? But you know, when you think about that song and I can listen to it, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of pathetic because it's when will I be loved? You know, I've been pushed down. I've been pushed around. Um, I've been I've been cheated, been mistreated. I've been lied to. I've been made blue. You know, it's all these bad things that happen to me. So it's it is it's kind of pathetic, but it's right. a good. It's a really good song, you mm-hmm. know. As opposed to "I Will Survive," which is you know, screw you. Now go walk, go, out, the walk door. out the door. Just turn around now because you're not, you're welcome, not welcome anymore. anymore. And that's that's so much different, and it was so much better mm-hmm. to realize that. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you take your key. If I had known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Bother me. me. It's not about, like, oh, I'll call you. No, you won't. No, don't. Please mm-hmm. don't. Please don't call yeah. me. I'm breaking up with you. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you will call me. Um. Yeah, so, no, I, I think back then things were different. 70s mm-hmm. were different. You know, now it's more about the anthems and the I'm strong and screw you. Yeah, I think that, I and I mean, I still appreciate, I love holding out for a hero. Which is oh, literally yeah. all about, like, I'm waiting for someone to come and save me. Mm-hmm. Which, no, yeah, I can save myself. But also, I can... I'm gonna need a superman to sweep me off my feet. Nice. You know, like, I mean, yeah, power I mean, ballad. I, I love it. I definitely use a hero. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm holding out for a hero. But also, you could turn it into, like, I'm holding out for a hero. I don't need I your don't ass. Need you. Get out of here. I'm no. holding out for a hero. But, you know, it depends on how you take it. There's yeah. some, you can love oh, some songs any, that are like. like 60, 60 to 65 year old firemen out there, I would definitely be interested. Hit me up. Everyone show your single dads that are not looking to get remarried. Single dads that don't want to be married, just want to have a good time. I'm <laughs> Okay, well it. don't say that. Well, that's. Okay, so good time being, we'll, we'll negotiate what good time is. But. For a good time, call Angelique. For a good time. Yeah, oh don't God. write it on the wall. Do not write it on the wall. Just, just, you know, think about it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I absolutely love it. That is hilarious. See, was this so bad? Was it so bad? No. No. No, it wasn't. You were, you were nervous. I just didn't want to talk about sex. And we didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. You did great. Thank you. You did great. Did you have fun? I did have fun. I'm glad. I did have fun. I had so much fun chatting with you. Good. You and I are you and I are alike in a lot of ways, but we're very different in a lot of ways too, which I Yeah. Which is I mean, basically every human you could probably say that about. But I just mean like I think it's very funny because a lot of people are like you and your mom both have very strong, hard opinions about things mm-hmm. and you and your mom look exactly alike and you sound exactly alike and all that. But you know, we are a little bit different. A little bit. A little bit. But we, we usually see eye to eye. I think so. And, you know, we've been talking nonstop since, like, Wednesday yeah. afternoon. So we've been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot. This isn't like we, we held out and, you know, this is all of our conversation for the no. week. We've been talking a no. lot. But I, I, you know, I like to hear, I like to hear your perspective and your point of view. And mm-hmm. also, obviously, we're in very different times of our life. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. You lost your husband and I lost my dad and that's, you know, we both lost the same person, but we lost different, different ways, different ways and different Mm -hmm. aspects. And I think it affected us in different ways, but, Mm -hmm. um, 
But but yeah, I love that you're here. I love that you're visiting me. I love that you I recorded the it. podcast and drank with me. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to do it. But then I went, yeah. Just do is, it, Mom. I think that is a thing I need to do. Yeah. Because I'm at a point in my life where I'm doing a lot of different things that I have not done before. Like drinking White Claw. Like drinking White Claw. It's crazy. White Claw. There are no laws. They, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Also, you did do an edible, and if you want me to cut that out of the podcast, then we can as well. It was just a little microdose. I'm in California, and it is legal. You're in California, it's legal, and you purchased it legally. I purchased it legally. I had to display my driver's license twice. And we went to the dispensary, and I made you talk to the man, because I was, I, I so, fe- I felt like the parent in that situation. I was like, well, go tell him what you want. No, I'm not going to talk to him for you. You have to go tell it him what so you're funny, looking for. I can think of so many times I've done that with you, which is, go, go tell them what you want. Go tell them what you want. Well, I don't, you got to tell them what you're looking at. Don't tell me, tell him. And I got to do that. It's hilarious. How the, how the turntables. <laughs> um, well, Mama, I only have one question left for you. What's that? My last question, my final question, the biggest question of all. And you can take a second to think about it. You don't have to answer too quickly, but the last question. Angelique York, what does love feel like? It feels all warm and fuzzy, and it's when you get gurgly, like like when you're drinking carbonated beverages, and it gets like all gurgly in your chest and in your heart. And sometimes you can love so much that it just hurts in your heart. Like the way you love your children. They can just hurt inside your heart. Because you just love them so much. And want so much for them. And you just want them to be happy. And that's what love feels like. I thought we were going to get through this whole episode without crying. I'm so mad at you. Why did you think that? I don't know. Well, I didn't think we were going to get through the whole thing. There were a couple of times where I was like, oh, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> and then it didn't. Well, you can cut it out if you need to. No. I'm not going to cut it out. I think that that's a beautiful answer. Because, yeah, we're talking about love drunk and we're talking about love and dating and, you know, romance and stuff. But there are other there are other ways to love people. You love your friends. You love your parents. You love your children. You love You love your dad's caretaker, D. Yeah. Yeah, we, we love Misty you very much, and, mm-hmm. and we loved all the people at our church who helped us during that time when we just needed support. And we loved them so much, and we loved our friends, and, you know, and and I think for me right now at this time in my life, I just really love my children. I mean, not that... Not she that didn't love us before. This is the first time. I mean, I love them this is the first since time. before they were born. And I love them the whole time. And I just love them so much. I love you too. I do love you, baby. I love you too. You're the best mom in the whole world. I always say this. Even if if we didn't get to pick our moms, but if we did, I still pick you. I'll pick you every time. Thank you, baby. Now I'm crying. Well, you shouldn't know that was going to happen. We got through all the dead dad stuff without crying. What the hell? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really mad. Okay. Thank you for being so open and honest and telling me all these things and talking to me about stuff. And You're welcome. I'm glad we talk about 
got to talk about the PCH boyfriend and and Alfred and <laughs> and Alfred and oh Alfred gosh. and the 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 previous man that we didn't even give a code name to. Man. Yeah, well, he doesn't deserve one. Well, in my head, his code name is Dick, but um, well, and you yeah, know, why. I think that's a good one. That's a good one for him. <laughs> Very appropriate. Very appropriate. Um. Oh my gosh. Well. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at LoveDrunkPod. You can follow me on Twitter at LoveDrunkPod. Follow my personal account at Rose. You can follow my Twitter at Rose. Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything? You can, you can follow me on Instagram at Y-A-Star, W-H-Y-A-S-T-A-R. Like you asking can, the question, like, like why, why a star? star? Or you can follow me on, um, on WordPress. At Beautiful Sky. Mm-hmm. I am Beautiful Sky because I believe the beautiful sky is the expression of everything that is possible. That there's always a beautiful sky and there is always something that is possible for Aww. us. I will link um, I will link her WordPress. She writes wonderful, wonderful blogs. My favorite thing is that you write blogs about things that I experienced but I had forgotten because they were like a while ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. You wrote about Posh the Hip Doctor. I did. I wrote Posh about Posh the Hip Doctor. Not which the is hip a doctor. She wasn't. She wasn't a doctor that. She wasn't a doctor of hips. She was like a cool doctor. So she was like Posh the Hip Doctor. I did not know that. And she married a cat named Doctor Wisely. He was a cat, but he was also a surgeon. <laughs> How could he be a surgeon if he doesn't have? I don't know. It was it was a soap opera. That was the thing. We didn't play. We played Posh the Hip Doctor as, like, our Barbies watch the soap opera, Posh the Hip Doctor. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, tune into Love Junk for more Posh the Hip Doctor. This will be the last episode of Love Junk, and I will be changing my podcast to, um, Posh. to Posh the, the Hip, Hip Doctor. Doctor. And we'll follow the adventures of Posh and Dr. Wisely <laughs> and Dr. Wisely and their half-human, <laughs> half-cat child. <laughs> oh my goodness well mama i love you so much i love you too baby thank Thank you thank you thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast you're welcome that i'm not allowed to listen to that you're not allowed to listen to oh maybe i'll maybe i'll scope through some episodes and you can listen to a few episodes okay i'll vet them for you yes you can search some for me yeah okay okay well um but yeah thank you i had such a wonderful time and we'll go make some more drinks that we can just kind of nurse throughout the evening okay that sounds good Okay. Well, I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night.